Hi there, Peter Williams here. Hey, did you ever wonder how RCR is funded? Well, we're grassroots funded, which means everyday Kiwis contribute to keeping us on air. If you want us to keep bringing you the content, voices, perspectives and a reality check you won't get anywhere else, then please visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate to make a difference today. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Yvonne Van Dongen is a journalist, travel writer, playwright and non-fiction author. She's written two books. One, a business biography, Briarly, The Man Behind the Legend. And in 2010, her book, How to Survive a Leaky Home, was published. And we're talking to Yvonne on RCR about a piece that's been posted on, well, I'm reading from, anyway, the Point of Order Politics and the Economy website. And it's titled The Charity Industrial Complex. The desire to be viewed as woke is big business for the charity sector. And Yvonne joins us now to talk about this. Yvonne, welcome to RCR. Thanks for coming on. Happy New Year. Thank you very much, and thanks for having me, Paul. Now, I've got some skin in the game because I actually have a New Zealand-registered charitable trust. Okay. So I'm part of the Charitable Industrial Complex. Interesting choice of words there because we know about the Military Industrial Complex, now the Medical Industrial Complex or Pharma Industrial Complex, and now the Charity Industrial Complex. Has it got to that level, has it? I think it has, actually. Well, maybe it's because... Prior to looking into the story, I think I had a quite naive view of charities and I thought they existed hand to mouth and through fundraising and maybe some trusts and a few bequests or something like that. And then, as with everything, I've been looking into the gender issues and I started to look at the charities, the rainbow ticks, the gender tick, All I started to look at those um, charities and I saw that they were funded largely by central government and also local government as well as other things. And I could see there was quite a bit of money being funneled into it. And I realised that, yeah, there's something else is going on. And then there's so many ticks now, and they've started up in the last, what, five, six years, that all these companies can get ticks for it. Um, And also that now you can... They have quite a lot of power. If you if your rainbow tick is under threat, then maybe you won't do certain things. And I think that was... um, the Auckland Museum decided not to host the Fantastic Beasts, and one of the staff members, you know, comments was that if they did host it because it had that link with J.K. Rowling, then maybe they would lose their rainbow tick. Um, yeah, and I think we do have quite a, a charitable charity industrial complex actually that is really largely um, it can get away with a lot that it wouldn't get away with in Britain, for instance. It can be trading in activities and not have to pay tax on it that have nothing to do with their actual purpose. So in terms of tax equity, that isn't actually very fair. So yeah. essentially you could, you could argue that these are really businesses, actually. They're businesses, yeah. I think they're businesses. I was also curious because I watched Family First become deregulated because it had been deemed to be not fair, balanced and respectful. And then I see these gender charities who I think are peddling unscientific falsehoods and they they still can maintain the status. And I'm just curious about that. I think, how is that possible? Not only that, but they are funded by the taxpayer, by government and local 
you know, bodies. And all the research shows or all the polls show that the public doesn't support gender ideology. It just doesn't. Yeah, so, and it is so, scientific. So why that preference? I know about uh, Bob McCroskey and uh, Family First. We've talked about that with him and what yeah. happened there. Um, and and that you'd think there'd be some sort of uh, autonomy or agency that, you know, that entities should be allowed to have because that's really why they're there. Yet there's a preference for one, not the other. And it's curious that the funding is coming from the coercive policing entity yeah. as well um, in the big picture. So what, they're, they're picking favourites or is there more to it than that, do you think? I don't uh, – when I talk to people involved in this, like Michael Goume, he says that the charities board is not proactive, so it won't prosecute or take a case. So somebody has to lay a complaint. Someone may have, must have complained about Family First at some point. Um, and so it probably needs people to question the charity sector or the charities board, why are you allowing these certain bodies to have charitable status and, and because, yeah, they are peddling falsehoods. It's not fair, balanced and respectful and the same criterion as Family First. And I think if someone did that, it would be hard to maintain their charitable status for those particular groups. Um, and I, the other groups, the churches, and there's quite a number of churches and iwis who are trading and things that have nothing to do with their charitable purpose. I think that's another issue, and maybe we should we should probably close that loophole, to be honest, I, you know, they have in Britain. I want to talk more about that because there are big sums of money involved there. Yes. We're staying on this yeah. for the moment, though, because, you know, the, the, the tick, the rainbow tick, that's essentially a, a created product, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. It's almost, it's almost a standover tactic, I think, because they do say – you know, if you're not abiding by it, you can get close, what does it say, close something, scrutiny. I mean, they're almost threatening that if you don't abide by their rules, that they will punish you somehow. Well, remember that, was it two hosts on Today FM? I yeah. Today FM? yeah. They had to go, I don't know, they were supposed to apologise. Miles Davis and Leah Parnipa, that's right. They were referring to um, people who are pregnant, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. As opposed yeah. to women who are pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. And they were supposed to go for rainbow tech re education. I mean, it's kind of creepy. It's group thing. Well, they're putting Jordan Peterson through social media re education. I mean, these entities are doing this kind yeah. of thing. Um, why do you think, um, do you have any idea why these corporates are so sensitive to this? Because as you just pointed out, no one really gives a rat's prosteria yeah. about this. This is not meaningful in any way to the average person. It, it it's, you know, zero point zero point zero point one percent, whatever, of of their thinking. Why do yep. you think it's so important? Have you had any ideas why they're so I, concerned with maintaining these ratings? Who gives a damn? I agree. The only people that care are the media elite, the political elite, and public servants. There's a certain strata of people who've been through university all come out with the same views they are social justice warriors they care but most people are sensible and they don't care so we're being bullied by a tiny minority and i think people would love to stand up to it but they don't they don't and they should doesn't that say something about the corporate leadership 
It does. It's feeble. I think it's feeble. I think, to be honest, I think, I mean, it's not just a gender tick. There's all sorts of ticks. You can get accessibility tick and a cultural intelligence tick and a gender tick. And a, See, that sounds made up. That sounds it like sounds some made up. I know. we're in a, a room saying, hey, come up with something that we can fleece people with. Oh, how yep. about the, what was the one you just said? The one that just got me going? Um, cultural intelligence? Yeah, is that the one? Col- let's do the cultural intelligence yeah. test. And they're saying, perfect, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it makes maybe it makes their HR departments or somebody feels like they're doing something. But I've spoken to young people who are in the corporate sector and they've done these courses and nobody's fooled. Nobody's impressed. I think they should just tell them to naff off. These are all made up businesses with pointless products, to be honest, that are getting off scot-free and are getting public funding. I wouldn't mind if they didn't get public funding, but they're getting public funding which is absurd, and not paying tax. Well, wouldn't wouldn't you think that the government or, or government entities um, ultimately would be very concerned with, you know, ha- having the right look for something? And, and yeah. if it's, if it's if something masquerading as a charity when it's really a business yeah. and it's, it's getting government money, grant money, whatever, and yeah. not paying tax, which is also a concern of the government because it's all about revenue, that there yeah. would be some kind of, I don't know, policing of that. You would think, you would think, but it's quite loose. I mean, we've only had the charities register since 2007. And I've talked to Michael Goumet. I wondered how much executives were paid in these charities field. And he said that they've resisted all attempts at the publication of, or yeah, public information. He said he would have just liked them to publish their salary bans. So, I mean, I know, I know personally that there are people who are paid pretty large sums of money really, and it's public money. I think it should be known. Absolutely, it should be known. And if they're trading in activities that are not related to their charitable purpose, like I think Gume told me about Christ College has got, owns a forestry company, I believe, and then the money goes back to Christ College, but they don't have to pay tax. So they're competing with other forestry companies. It's Who are paying tax. Yeah, yeah. Equity. Yeah, it's not fair. And that's same with there's lots of um, religious Christian groups. There's iwis. It's actually huge. It's much bigger than you realise, to be honest. Much, much bigger. Um, Inside Out is one that has been talked about quite a bit. And, okay, but um, what they're doing is very concerning to a lot of people. They're going into schools, aren't yep. they? And they're yep. basically brainwashing. Yeah. Not only the kids, but the staff as well. And I would imagine that if anyone spoke out against it, they'd be down the road, probably. Yep. So yep. so that's where it takes on potentially quite a sinister element, surely. I think so. And they're peddling falsehoods. They're telling lies. Yeah. I mean, people cannot change sex. It's not possible. And it should never say that you're born in the wrong body. And you shouldn't be even suggesting it's a possibility that children can go on medication and can have surgery. I mean, what they're doing is really, uh, I believe, a form of child abuse, to be honest. I really well, do think Well, it's, it's probably even in the evil category for some. Yes. But yeah. why isn't the Charities Commission, that should be a flashing red light, like a train crossing, like whoop, yeah. whoop, whoop, neon sign, arrow pointing right here. Nothing. Crickets. No, but they are not proactive. So they're really relying on someone to complain. And I'm hoping that my story will re- will result in some a couple of organisations laying complaints 
or emailing the Charities Register asking why these organisations have got charitable status when they're peddling falsehoods. So well, I'm hoping, I'm they hoping there'll be, you know, because there are a lot of women's organisations concerned about these organ- rainbow ticks and the gender minorities. And I just looked up something called Gender Dynamics. In 2019, they didn't exist. Now they've got an income of 500,000. Um, they're in Tauranga, and it's, I think that comes from, largely from yeah from the government contracts and the BH, BOP, DHB contacts. And I thought, what a brilliant... What, what, do we know what they do, gender... Dynamics? They um, deal with the mental health needs of trans and gender-diverse community in the Bay of Plenty, Waikato and Lakes. What, District. the three or four people that... Yes, might. exactly. Okay, well, that, yeah. that, that's, that's half a mil. What sort yeah. of money are we talking about here? I think it gets into the hundreds of millions, doesn't it? Uh, for the gender areas, or for no, that? no, just just in the in this industrial, this charity yes, industrial yeah, 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 complex, yeah, yeah, it can get okay. really big, can't it? Trinity, okay, Trinity Lands, Trinity Lands have got an association apparently with Open Brethren, and they've got net, net assets of seven hundred million. Wow. Um, and that, so that's huge. And then there's Ewes, if I look up figures, Ewes have also, not Ewes, Waikato, Rafaoto, some Ewe has got assets of about $2 billion. I mean, there is a lot of money. And then I think Gume did some research for me, looked up all the um, all the charities with the word limited in their name. Oh, yeah. And there was yeah. they have assets of $8 billion. $8 wow. billion. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. So really, yeah, it's we're too loose. We're too loose. It's not fair in terms of tax equity. And then again, there are groups who are just peddling falsehoods, which I'm opposed to. That uh, looseness, do you think, that, that looseness, do you think it's a legacy of it once being a sleepy sort of environment yeah. That, yeah. that's hotted up? Or do you think there's something purposeful about that? Because I'm thinking over the last three years, I mean, we've had the doctors on here. We've had the nurses. We've had the midwives. We've had the teachers. They all got smashed to pieces for the slightest thing they said. Now, you've got like inside out in classrooms, seven, eight, nine-year-olds peddling untruths, so demonstrably, obviously untrue, and not a peep. I find it difficult to kind of, you know, square the circle on that. I know. It's because, as I say, there's a certain group, an elite within politics, within the public service, within the media, who subscribe to this ideology. And it is an ideology. That's what it is, that you can feel like a woman, that you can feel like a man. And it's nonsense, really. If anybody sits and thinks about it, it's absolute nonsense. So, but, they're not, but they're not smart enough, Yvonne, to realise it's ultimately a scam in front of them anyway. I know. I know. I These know, people aren't I very know. bright, surely. Hey? These people can't be very bright. I know. I've, I have wondered about that. I think sometimes I think there's obviously a religious impulse in people and they want to believe certain things. So there's that God-shaped hole. Even though we're a secular society, clearly we want to believe things that are just demonstrably not true. It, it must be that. I, I don't understand it myself. Well, you can understand the religious um, sort of uh, charitable um, out for them because that's that has a long history, right? I mean, that's been around yeah. for a long time. Obviously, it's it's probably been taken advantage of or built out from there. But yeah. these kind of new-agey 
um, things that have to do with gender, sexuality, um, and, you know, sort of. But they're kind of a spinoff of Christianity in a way because you have to believe in a gendered soul. You have to believe that there's such a thing as a gendered female soul or a male soul, and somehow I always think of it like ectoplasm and it wobbles about and it gets trapped in the wrong body, and oh my God, I'm really a female or I'm really a male. I don't know. You have to believe something absurd like that, which yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It seems to be a religious impulse to me. It's an act of faith, and it, yeah, it is. It has to be. But that spills over to basically an unfair and inequitable yeah, it uh, does. set of, of, um, of settings in in the way we do business and the way that the money yes. earned tax yeah. paid if it's not being paid we're probably yeah. missing out on quite a a huge amount of tax right that's right that's right and a number of companies have got a significant tax advantage and i don't know why the other companies don't jump up and down about that as well really well they don't want uh, they don't we, want to be Chris. <laughs> you get the uh, the bone to... pointed at you you don't you know the tick is sort of goes upside know, down yeah. and backwards, and you're not you're not looking too good. And there's quite a lot of um, iwi as well, Naitahu businesses like Shot Over the Jet and Go Bus. They're tax exempt due to the iwi's charitable status. So uh, there are there'll be a lot of businesses that were affected should they try and tighten the rules or just yeah mean all they should really do is say people have to pay tax on money that doesn't go back or doesn't given back to their charitable purpose. That's all they have to do. Hey, it's been really yeah. interesting chatting to you. It's a really interesting piece. Oh, the good. Charity you. Industrial Complex. People can read it at point of order, um, nz.wordpress.com. You can search it out there. And Yvonne, I hope we can have more chats. Yeah, that'd be lovely, Paul. This year on Reality Check Radio. Yep. I hope I do more stories. Yep, that's great. Thank you. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio. Loving what you're hearing? Well, the establishment hates it. And right now, they're conjuring up new ways to try and censor RCR. To ensure you never miss a beat of the hard-hitting news you've come to know and love, make sure you're on the RCR mailing list. Get connected now at realitycheck.radio forward slash email.